0: Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. We are streaming live on the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's show, we will continue to discuss the subject, the Remnant Church. We will have the second of a four-part series, studying what the Bible teaches about the Remnant Church. Our guest speaker is based in Maryland, in the United States of America. More about our guest, after we've had some music.
1: My faith looks up to thee, Oh,
0: Church. We will continue to discuss this subject tonight with Elder Ray DiCardo of Emmanuel Missionary Institute EMI was established in 1992 by Elder Ray and his wife, Sister Judy Decardo. They have an educational ministry dedicated to the proclamation of the everlasting gospel of Revelation chapter 14, verses 6 to 12 For the past 30 years, EMI has been involved in teaching, evangelism and literature distribution throughout the world. In our previous radio broadcast, we studied what God's definition is of his remnant church. We had seen that the Bible teaches that God's remnant church is composed of the last few remaining people within God's church who faithfully serve him we studied that Noah and his family were an example of God's remnant church, as were the apostles and the early Christians such as the Waldenses, the Albigenses and the Hussites and the early Reformers. They were faithful and true to preserve the pure faith of the gospel of Jesus Christ in the hour of darkness. We also understood last week why God always has a remnant church throughout history. It is because, sadly, rather than choosing to serve Jesus Christ and to accept the life and salvation that he offers, most men would rather, like Satan, choose to rebel against God's word and government. But even so, God is still gathering his remnant church today from all the nations of the world to prepare them for Christ's second coming. This brings us on to our radio broadcast this evening. We'll now call Elder DiCarlo and see if he's available. Hello? Hello, good evening, Elder DiCarlo. You are live on Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. How are you this evening?
2: I'm fine, John. Doing well. Thank you.
0: Praise the Lord. Glad to hear so. Well, Elder DiCarlo, this week is part two of our four-part series on the Remnant Church, and tonight we'll be discussing these questions together. What identifying marks does God give for His Remnant Church today? Are these identifying marks consistent throughout history? What mission does God give to His Remnant Church? What specific message does God give to his remnant church and what lessons can we gather from these identified marks personally today? So, Carlo, before we continue this evening, let's have a word of prayer together, please. Yes.
2: Our Father in heaven, we come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and ask that you will please bless us now. We take up a very important topic as we continue on in this series. And as you know, dear Lord, this is a very vital topic. In order to understand the significance of the Remnant Church, we need to understand various aspects and um, various um, characteristics that you have laid out regarding the nature of the identity and the work and the purpose of, of this, uh, this great movement. And through Christ our Lord, I pray you be with John and I, help us to speak forth the words of life, guide us to the very verses in the Bible that are essential, and I thank you, Lord, for everything you've done. Now bless the listening audience, and dear Lord, once again we cast all our cares upon you, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Elder Ricardo, what identifying marks does God give for his remnant church today?
3: Mm.
2: Well, let's just say this. For, right, right, before we really go further in terms of um, specifics, there are scores of them. Let me just say this again. There are many, many identified marks. Now, yes. having said that, when you look through them, by the way, just as uh, for those who had already been listening to part one and, and uh, committed to listening to the rest, uh, we've already covered some of them, maybe not in a direct fashion but we've looked over some very important aspects i think when you look at the identifying marks what you know you're looking at characteristics that god gave regarding the nature of the work and the function and the purpose of god's people in the last days for example let's look at matthew 28 let's go here to matthew chapter 28 let's look at a few of them here matthew chapter 28 this is uh, jesus christ and his uh gospel commission and look with me here, starting with verse. Um, by the way, let's go to verse 18 just for a second. And Jesus Boys. says, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. And by the way, the reason he made that statement, it, it's very important to understand that this is uh, to the um, uh, Christian believer, this is your license. To preach the gospel. Yes. In other words, this is your people say. Well, are you credentialed? Are you licensed? Are you, uh, you know, have has your, you know, are you approved by the pastor, et cetera, et cetera? And Jesus has already clarified. He said, "All power is given unto me." Well, if all power is given unto Him in heaven and earth, then no power can supersede that power. Yes. This is the ultimate power. This is, in essence, the commission. The authority based upon that. And he goes on to say, go ye therefore, in other words, therefore, based on the fact that all power is given unto me, and I'm now commissioning you to go. And he's talking about the church to teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Once again, a very strong, strong indication of the Godhead, very clear why we should be baptizing people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Yes. And then teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always. This is a reassurance and a you know promise of, of assurance even unto the, uh, the end of the world. So one of the very, very important uh, attributes of the, the, the remnant church, notice he says this, go ye therefore and teach all nations. Well, if you're going to teach all nations, it implies clearly then you have to be what? In all nations. Yes. In other words, you have to go. He says, go to all nations. So this means, clearly, this will be a worldwide movement. Amen. So, you know, so it's not going to be... It, 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 by the way, let me just clarify. It doesn't mean it, it, that it won't start out in a local region. Obviously, it has to start somewhere. As the New Testament church grew... From Jerusalem, then over to Antioch, and then from Antioch, it's spread out throughout Europe and the world. So, so when we look at that, it has an origin, it has a beginning. At the remnant church at the end of time, though, one of its main characteristics is that it's a global movement. Amen. So, if so it can't be a local church, uh, independent local church um, in your community, uh, because that in, clearly indicates that it's not global. It has to be a movement where it's, it's found everywhere. So that's, that's one of the attributes there. Now, obviously, we could go even further if you want to look and clarify the issue uh, further on this. For example, if you go back with me to Revelation chapter 12, we've been looking at that
3: yes.
2: in Revelation twelve seventeen, uh, And this continues on with some other various aspects of the identifying marks. It says the dragon was wroth with the woman went to make war with the remnant of her seed. And now again, here we have the remnant waging a conflict with Satan. And notice the issues, the characteristics, or the attributes that God describes the remnant in the last days. It says, which keep the commandments of God. And number two, have the testimony of Jesus. So two clear identifying marks yes. given in the scriptures regarding the uh, uh, who the remnant is. Now, by the way, that word keep, in the Greek, doesn't mean just to just to uh, uh, obey. Um, it means more than that. It means not only do the remnant obey the Ten Commandments, but it's it actually means they will defend in the process. Yes, it's right. not so. So they are defending the faith. They are defenders of the faith. Matter of fact, if you go over to I, uh, Isaiah fifty-eight, he picks up on this very concept. Isaiah the prophet of defending the faith. In the fifty-eighth chapter, Isaiah chapter fifty-eight, and what's interesting, by the way, I would recommend our listeners to to read the entire chapter. But let's look here, Isaiah chapter fifty-eight, and we're looking at verse starting with verse. Um, well, let's go to verse. Uh, yeah, let's go to twelve. Yeah, let's right. go to verse twelve. It says, and they shall, uh, that shall be of thee, speaking again of God's people in the last, days, shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundation of many generations, meaning the foundations that have been taken down that for many generations they've been taken down. Thou shalt be called the repair of the breach the restores the past to dwell in. Now, clearly, let's set the stage. We have a movement that is a a, a movement that's reform, res- restoration. Right. So it is clearly bringing things back that were lost. In other words, through throughout many generations, the truth had been trampled under, underfoot. And so the Remnant Church, one of its responsibilities, one of its identified marks, as God said, you'll be called, in other words, one of the things that you'll be identified as, a repairer, a restorer. Yes, And so they're restoring the truths that have been lost. For many generations. And notice with me now. He even clarifies clarifies in verse 13. He he tells you one of the things they're going to restore. If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath. From doing your own pleasure on my holy day. And call the Sabbath a delight. Holy of the Lord. Honorable. And shall honor him. Not doing your own ways. Nor finding your own pleasure. Nor speaking your own words. Then. Shall you delight yourself in the Lord. And I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth and mm-hmm. feed thee with the inheritance of Jacob, your father. So, so here we have now another clear-cut identifying mark that, that the remnant church will be a Sabbath-keeping church. Amen. Uh, and, and so it, this is very important. Why, why is that? Because when you look at the issue of the Seventh-day Sabbath, we know from Ezekiel 20, 12 and 20, and other parts uh, throughout the, uh, the Bible, that it is the sign of God, the seal of God. Yes. That it is the very thing that we, if you look at, uh, for example, uh, in Scripture, where the Sabbath was instituted, Mark 2, 27, the Sabbath was instituted for man, meaning for the human race. Yes, right. and, and, and God did not give man jurisdiction over the Sabbath. Uh, the Sabbath is, it belongs to the Lord. It's possessive, the Lord's day. It means it's his. He didn't say it's your day. He didn't say it was my day. He didn't say it was our day. He didn't say it was the church's day. He said, this is my day. And that, by the way, has never changed. It's the Lord's day. And so the seventh day Sabbath is a very critical identifying mark. It's a worldwide movement commissioned by God to restore the, the truths that have been lost for many generations. And one of those truths will be the seventh day Sabbath. Yeah. And besides that I will add, as I mentioned before, many, many other identifying marks. Actually, the way I was you know, your questions you were you brought up, they're gonna lead into many identifying marks. So I'm gonna hold off right now yeah. as we go on and we will be actually introducing more identifying marks.
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so thanks, Aldo DiCardo. Yes. And as you said, the study will open out as we Continue along So now then Now that we've established this primary point um, Are these Identifying marks consistent Throughout history
2: Oh man, Look First of all let's look at what we covered last week When we yes. looked at the word remnant Remember the remnant The word remnant doesn't mean Something that's different it's, It actually means The same as the beginning it just happens to be at the end, you know. I did, We didn't talk about this in last week's lesson, but now that we're on it, let's 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 touch on it. The word "remnant." When you look at it uh, from a very practical standpoint, if you, you notice sometimes, and and uh, particularly the ladies will understand this a little bit better in some aspects. When they look, for example, like bolts of cloth and they're going maybe to buy something, maybe perhaps maybe make a dress or whatever they may be um, uh, producing. And sometimes you even see in, in, in carpets, uh, they'll have what is known as a remnant sale. Yes. And it's a, there's a big bolt of cloth or a big bolt of, of carpet and, uh, and they'll come down to the end. They don't have really enough maybe for uh, – um, to do a whole house. But you may be able to do perhaps maybe a living room or a bedroom or something yes. of that nature. And so they, what they'll do is they'll sell the rest of that what's on the bolt of the cloth or the, or the uh, carpet. And they'll call it a remnant sale. Now, that remnant of carpet, that remnant of, of cloth isn't any different than the cloth that was – or the carpet that was in the beginning of the, that bolt of, uh, of uh, material. It's just it's – just, it's at the end. So the very word itself, remnant clearly indicates that every attribute and characteristic that it presently possesses has been the same throughout history. And as we just read out of Isaiah 58, for many generations, the truths that God has established regarding the nature of those things that are essential for our salvation has been lost. And so the role of the remnant is to rediscover Go back and, and, as we say, brush it off, you know, c- c- get the dust off of it, cl- you know, clean it up and, br- and, and present it uh, once again to the world. So this, uh, based on Isaiah 58, Revelation chapter 12, verse 17, and and throughout the scriptures when it uses the word remnant, clearly indicates this, those very identifying marks are consistent yes. through and through. As a matter of fact, just to show you the one, let's just take the Sabbath. Never in the history of God's church uh, do we have God at any point in time indicating a change uh, of the day of worship. In other words, we don't have God saying to any particular generation from the time which he instituted the Sabbath there in the, in, in the Garden of Eden in Genesis. We don't have any indication where God says to a particular generation, this, I, I've got a new day for you to worship, and I'm going to change the previous day to a new day, and I want you to keep this, this other particular day. We find nowhere in Scripture. No. It is therefore consistent throughout the history of God's people uh, and the history of, of uh, since creation and the institution of the Sabbath. that God that, that day has been God's day, and it's the only day he recognizes as the seal of God and the very sign by which he identifies his people. So yes. very clear and uh, and my opinion I think is very precise.
0: Yes. Yes. You know, Elder Ricardo, I just thought to just to um just share a couple of texts. Um just mm. um as I was studying this because we looked at Noah last week and you right. know, we've just discussed that the identifier marks that have been consistent. One of them is the keeping of the commandments of God. And Mm -hmm. um, So In Genesis chapter 7 and verse 1 The Bible says um, That's Genesis chapter 7 verse 1 And the Lord said unto Noah Come thou and all thy house into the ark For thee have I seen Now it says righteous before me In this generation And then so there's the term God saw Noah as being righteous before him in this generation. Yep. yep. Now, you know how the King James version is so accurate with its um, translation of terms. Mm. Now in Luke chapter one and verse six, now this is talking about, um, this, um, is it Zacharias? I can't remember now.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, him yep. and his wife, and look what the Bible says Luke chapter 1, verse 6. And it says, And they were both righteous before God. Now Amen. it says, Walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. Amen. And I said, Look at that. See, so we read in God's word that Noah was righteous before God. The Bible teaches <clears throat> us that to be righteous before God is to keep all of his commandments, blameless. Yep, yep. So the first identif- so Noah kept the commandments of God and the first identifying mark of the person who <clears throat> belongs to God's remnant church the bible clearly states you know um he, he he fulfilled and obviously he was he had the spirit of prophecy because he prophesied of the flood to come amen and so amen um i just thought to share that as well just to add to and to just to flesh it out a bit as we study mm. more this subject, listeners, this, this, so you see that the, you know that the Bible is truth; it doesn't lie. What God says, Amen, is 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 there. The evidence is there that His Word is true, and um, so well, I just you know, thought, yes, yes, I carry on. No, it just
2: it, it's beautiful. But you, you know, it's interesting. And as you were sharing these verses, I thought to myself, you know, here once again, the Bible validates itself. Yes clearly clearly indicating, clearly indicating the consistency of the truth of the Word of God um, that, that, that uh, the things that uh, that are uh, that we're discussing um, are clearly revealed uh, when it just of all you do is just you know take a little time, do a little research and lo and behold all these precious jewels yeah. start to come to the surface and you begin to realize, wow what what power, what beauty? is 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 there in, in the word of god and so you're right john it is a classic example this is what you want, see this is ladies and gentlemen let me just share this to our listeners for a moment john l- l- yeah. listen i want to say to our friends this is how you study the word of god and let me explain what i mean what john just did gave a perfect example little here little there little you know you're you're putting things in context you're putting things in order to get a broader understanding in order that you make have a clearer understanding of the truth that God is indicating. And so once again, we have validation of the fact that the identified marks given to the remnant church have been consistent throughout history. Um, and mm-hmm. again, I just say, praise the Lord, John. It's you know, a, a great, great uh, way in which to illustrate the point from Noah's day all the way to to, to, to even Jesus' day. I mean, just from this yeah. period all right, so we're covering really nearly four thousand years of history, not quite but pretty close to four thousand from noah's day to 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 Christ's day uh so you're looking at now you're looking at uh you're looking at the same characteristics throughout the throughout that period and it just then goes to con- g- to show you how that uh it will be logical to to understand that this is consistent throughout
0: yes, yes. I'm into that mm. yes well no elderly Cardinal <laughs> Now, what mission does God give to his remnant church?
2: Ah, uh, all right. Now here we go. Let's go to Mark. And we're gonna go to Mark sixteen, fifteen. And we're actually gonna dovetail slightly into Matthew twenty eight, nineteen, and twenty. Yes. Uh, but Mark sixteen, <clears throat> Mark sixteen, uh, let's look, look here. Mark sixteen, fifteen. Now, <clears throat> when we look at the mission of the remnant church. One we've already looked at in Isaiah 58. Now, again, we're going to dovetail a little bit back yes. where he talked about repairs of the breach, restores the paths to dwell in. So we know one of its missions is to uh, restore the truths that, that have been lost for many generations. Yes. And so uh, it's not that the remnant church Invents and I put this in quotations Invents these Truths they are Simply discovering Through the research of the study of the Bible truths That have been lost over A period of time for various reasons And have been Have been uh, relegated By the church at large um, As uh, You know maybe to, to, To 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 utter darkness, Uh, for whatever reason, they've chosen to do that. However, though, the remnant has a mission, and that is to go back and find those beautiful gems, those wonderful truths, and put them back in their proper place in order that the world may see the truth as it is in Jesus. Amen. So number one, Isaiah 58, they are a Reformation movement. They are a movement of destiny, a movement of of of, uh, of restoring things, such as we talked about the Seventh-day Sabbath. Yeah. It's a shame how many Christians don't realize the significance and the impact of the Seventh-day Sabbath in relation not only to their salvation, but in relation to what it is that God has in store for them because you know it's interesting, you know in Isaiah sixty-six it talks about the new heavens and the new earth. Yes. And what's fascinating there, he says, you're going to keep the Sabbath from one Sabbath to another. And so, and I, and I, a, a, and so we know that in heaven we're going to be keeping the 7th day Sabbath. Yes. If we're going to be keeping the 7th day Sabbath in heaven, what makes you think God didn't, doesn't expect you to keep it here on this earth? Right. And so, especially in the light of the fact that there's no commandment that. That tells us otherwise. So clearly, it, we know that. Now, come here to Mark sixteen. In Mark sixteen, here's another identifying mark regarding the nature of the mission. Uh, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna um, not reveal too much, only because we have on the upcoming meetings, yes. uh the future um, uh, meetings, we're going to be discussing these things in more fully. However, though, I want you to listen to what Jesus says. And he said unto them, Go ye. Again, talking to his people, and this commandment is is for all of God's saints. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believe and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. So let's stop right there. So clearly now, what is the mission? The mission clearly is to go to the world and preach the gospel, to give this message uh to a a dying world and let me tell you if there's if there's ever an opportunity to do it today is the day I tell Amen. you is this world is getting worse and worse I just can't believe it but it's really going downhill as as fast as we can imagine so that's one of those things so so when you're looking at the remnant, um look, look for example I'll give you another uh, another one again and I don't want to get too 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 much in this we'll pick up some of this a little bit later on in more yes. detail but come come with me to revelation 18 Look, look, here's another mission. Here's another uh, purpose. So Jesus said, go to all the world, preach the gospel. And then here's another one. Now, this r- message in Revelation 18, and I'm not going to read all the verses, but if, if our listeners will go to verses 1 to 4, you'll find that this is known as the loud cry. This is a message coming, the fourth angel that accompanies the third angel, uh, the three angels, and uh, of Revelation 14, 6 to 12. Uh, but look at the last verse here that I want to make reference to in verse 4. I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins and no. receive not of her plagues. So clearly here we now have a message from heaven given to the, given uh, by God to the church to tell his people who are left in Babylon, come out, yeah. come out. So what is one of the missions? Not only to go to the world and preach the gospel, but to call the people out of the Babylonian systems, which is uh, the apostate systems of Christianity, the yes. apostate paganized religions of the world, and all other paganized uh, systems, whether they're religious or not, because yes. Babylon isn't just a religious institution. Babylon is confusion of all that is in the world that has separated itself from God. Amen. You know, anytime you disconnect from God, is you're in a state of confusion, and so. So we ha- so there is a moral responsibility placed upon the church not only to preach the gospel but to call people to come out of these corrupt systems. Now people will say to me, "Well, wait a minute. If you're calling people to come out, what are you calling them to come into?" In other words, you know, if you're it's it's by it's 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 by default. In other words, yes. if I'm telling you to come out of something, automatically by implication, it means you come into something as well. The very yes. moment you come out, so clearly. Here's what I'm going to say. We, we have a clear message from the scriptures that the remnant is the last movement of destiny given just before the second coming of Jesus Christ. Yes. And that God is calling upon his people to come out of these apostate systems and join the remnant people. Who have, who say, and, and, and as John brought out, some of the very consistent identifying marks have been throughout history. One of them, of course, being the keeping of the Ten Commandments, primarily the seventh day Sabbath as well. And so you have various things that clearly define who they are. So we need to call people to come out of Babylon and into the remnant movement.
0: Yes, amen. And listeners, Elder DiCarlo and, my, and myself, by the grace of God, we'll be studying more about the mission of the remnant church. God winning during the next week's radio broadcast. Mm. And the week following as well, by the grace of God. <clears throat> now... What specific message does God give to his remnant church? Ah,
2: well, there you go. I mean, uh, and again, when you're looking at these very things that which you you find in the scriptures uh, regarding the nature of the role and function and purpose of the remnant church, you clearly come across uh, uh, principles and ideas, and in this case, very specific messages. Now um obviously today we're not going to have time to go into the details of them I know that this will be covered in the future uh meetings however however I may reference to it but let's look here quickly in Revelation chapter 14 6 through 12 yes because this is one of the very specific messages and I want to encourage our 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 listeners to go and study the 14th chapter of the book of Revelation because you will never be disappointed you will never be left out regarding the nature of what it is that God is calling his people to do. Mm-hmm. Because Let me tell you, dear friends. If you, this chapter, by the way, let me just... This chapter is divided into three sections. You have verses 1 to 5, okay? And verses 1 to 5 talk about a, 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 a group of people, uh, the 144,000. Uh, but th- let me explain something. This is a special people. Then you have verses 6 through 12 they known as the three angels' messages. with And so this is a special message. And then 13 to 20, uh, 13, of course, can be somewhat uh, stand on its own merits because yeah. it's about the special resurrection. But really, we'll include that in just for time's sake, for, uh, through, to, for the rest of it, 13 through 20. And that's dealing with the second coming of the Lord Jesus. So what do we have here in the 14th chapter of the book of Revelation? We've got a special people. With a special message for a special time. And let me tell you something right now. This message of the three angels' message, when Jesus told us in Mark chapter 16, 15, Matthew chapter 28, 19, and 20, go to all the world and preach the gospel. This is the gospel. And people say, wait a minute, what do you mean this is the gospel? Well, I'm, let me let me show it to you. Look what it says here. And in and, and verse, uh, verse 6 of Revelation chapter 14, yes. I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the, that's a definite article. By the way, that if you have your modern translations, a lot of them are not going to indicate that, that that definite article. And that's a very bad translation uh, because that should be translated precisely as it's indicated here in the King yes. James Having the everlasting gospel, meaning, of course, the 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 is a definite article, meaning there isn't another. Um, This is the one. This is the only. And remember, Ephesians 4, 5, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's no two gospels. There's no, you know, this idea, this notion that there's two gospels or more than one, you know, however many they want to present is is utter nonsense. So when Jesus told us in Mark and in Matthew to preach the gospel. The gospel he was referring to is, 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 is the one right here in Matthew, In, in excuse me, in Revelation chapter 14, six through 12, the everlasting gospel, yeah. meaning it was the gospel in the beginning. It was the gospel in the middle. It was the, it'll be the gospel in the end. So it's everlasting, ever enduring, always has been the same. It's never changed. And so the three angels message, very, very specific. Yeah. And, uh, now I think I'll leave it there because there's other aspects I could bring up, but I think I'll just hold off for right now
0: yes, yeah, so thanks Drdo Ricardo and again, once again, listeners, we had covered the three angels' messages in principle um mm. L- mm. last year over a series of weeks, and I would encourage you to go and to um listen to and download the podcasts. If possible, even before next week So that you can have a framework For which to base Mm. our radio broadcast next week So yes, look out for the Three Angels messages That were covered by us And um, that will help you to understand The next part that we're going to share About the messages that the Lord declared Because the Bible is not what it seems on its surface As Elder Ricardo Mm. has been sharing You have to take your time and to ask the Lord to teach you line by line, precept by precept. You see, the mind of God is eternal. We can never reach the depths of his understanding, but he wants us to dig deeper and and to search and and so that we can understand more of those truths that relate to our relationship, personal relationship Mm. with him. Mm. So anyway, so now then, um, Elder Ricardo, what lessons can we gather from these identifying marks personally today?
2: Well, again, I think that when we look at these th- uh, these questions and the the Bible verses that were brought up in relation to them, I think there's a you know a personal application that needs to be made, and you got to reflect on this because we've been looking at the identifying marks. Yes. We've been talking about the are they consistent throughout the history? Of course, they have been. And therefore, what then constitutes the very mission of that remnant church? And, of course, we looked at how it's a reform movement, how it's a message of preaching the message of of the everlasting gospel, how it's calling people to come out of Babylon. So here you have something very personal now. When you you look at Revelation 18, 1 to 4, as we just looked at before, that's a very personal come out of her, my people. God's talking to you specifically. And let me just add to this, and I didn't talk about this a little before, but I'm going to do it now. When the Bible says, come out of her, my people, there's two things you have to remember. <clears throat> if you are in a church or or not even in a church, maybe you're not even a Christian at all. You're still in a system of corruption. You're still in a system of unbelief and doubt and confusion. So Babylon encompasses more than just false religion. Yes. It, it's, it embodies everything that is, is contrary to and, uh, and and and, uh, and, uh, and, and just separate from God Almighty. So if you find yourself outside of Jesus Christ, or perhaps you even profess to be a Christian, regardless, or uh, or even maybe perhaps you're, you maybe say, I'm not a Christian, but I'm religious. Then all three categories applies to you when it talks about come out of her. So what you have to do is this. You've got to understand that God doesn't want you to stay in a system that he will not only condemn and has condemned, but will one day uh, destroy. All false religions will be consumed by the brightness of his coming. All false systems will come crashing down. And so God doesn't want you to perish. So he calls you to come out. And so now you get very personal and you've got to decide what you're going to do, whether you're going to be like the antediluvian world when Noah gave the call, Yes. To come to the ark and be, be ready. And sadly, 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 uh, obviously many, so many, the vast majority, obviously, you know, practically just about everyone. Um, I mean, of course, I'm not saying that everyone during that 120 years that Noah preached, some, some didn't give their hearts to God. Of course they did, but they didn't survive. In other words, they died per- perhaps during that 120-year period. But there were those who believed in God, but maybe they passed away, you know, during that period of time. They're going to be safe to be saved. Yes. You know, God will never, 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 ever let anyone perish who believes in Him. However, now, so you got to, you got to make that decision. Number two, and I want to speak more specifically now to those who profess to be Christians. Yes. Remember. You may say, "Well, I'm I'm in a good church. I, I'm in a good. I got a good, uh, you know, uh, pastor, etc." It's one thing to come out of Babylon, okay, but it's another thing to get the Babylon out of you. Amen. And so God is calling for a complete removal of all Babylonian thinking systems of religion uh, and 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 apostasy and corruption. Not only in terms of the external aspects, but also the internalized, yes. remember, dear friends, what is pure religion? Pure religion really is a pure heart, a loving God purely and, and, and solely the, he, you don't love anyone else. Jesus is first, last, and always yeah so so that's really that's really the crux. so how's this a personal a lesson for today? Think also to this John 1016. He says, many I have that are not of this fold, them also I must bring. Yes. So you got to look at that personal connection, and God is calling on people to make that decision. So this is how we we, we relate to this message. It's a very personal call,
3: yes.
0: and
2: the question is whether or not we're going to make that decision. And by God's grace, I pray we shall.
0: Yes. Amen. You know, Ricardo, because that's the whole reason why— Voice of the Wilderness Internet Radio has been established to help individuals to understand the truth for themselves and for themselves as individuals to prepare practically for Christ's second coming. Because I'll just say this before we have a break. Um, You know, people can hear the word and they can even talk about the word, but is it just something that's outside of us? You know, is is it, or is it something that we really want to have living in us? You know, so that we can experience mm-hmm. God, what God says for Himself. So that's the key, listeners. I'm not really going to add anything much more to what Elder Ricardo has said, but it's something that we just need to pause and to really think about. Basically, you know, it's fine to talk about issues in the world or in the church, but we are are an issue ourselves. You know, the issue being that are we going to allow the Lord to take sin out of our lives by his grace and power? And are we going to allow him to reflect his image in us? So these are thoughts that I'd like us to think about as we go for our break, and then we'll come back for some closing thoughts. Mm
4: As I look back on this road I've traveled, I see so many times He carried me through. If there's one thing that I've learned in my life, is my Redeemer is faithful and true. My Redeemer is faithful and true. Everything he has said he will do, and every morning his mercies are new. My Redeemer is faithful. My heart rejoices when I read the promise there is a place that I'm preparing for you I know someday I'll see my Lord face to face because my Redeemer is faithful and true my redeemer is faithful and true everything he said he will do and every morning his mercies are new my redeemer is faithful
0: Church. Elder DeCardo, should you have some closing thoughts for this evening, please?
2: Well, today we looked at, you know, the identifying marks. We talked about how these identifying marks are really consistent throughout history. There's no question about that, that uh, when you look at, for example, the Seventh-day Sabbath, it's been throughout the history of mankind, and that God has always had a people faithful and true to, to his law. Um, of course, when you look at that, then you have to understand that there's a mission, there's a function, a purpose to the remnant, and that is to preach the gospel. That is to give this everlasting gospel to a dying world to bring about a, a um a movement of 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 uh, change uh, a reformation a restoring of those sacred truths that have been lost throughout throughout time and uh, and there's no doubt that uh, one of the great things that has been lost is the seventh day sabbath as we talked about and really to lead people to a deeper understanding of the significance of the sabbath and that that significant factor of the sabbath is really jesus christ He is the Lord of the Sabbath, and he therefore becomes the centerpiece of the Seventh-day Sabbath. There's no question about what the beauty and the significance of the Sabbath is is representing. It represents salvation through faith in Christ alone. It represents that we're saved by the grace of God Almighty and not by the works of the law. Because on the Seventh-day Sabbath, we're not to do any work. And so the Sabbath becomes a memorial that we're saved by the Almighty God and through his grace alone and so we're to, we have a mission we have a purpose to call people to come out and uh, of the confused religious systems and and confused systems of the world and to partake of the remnant movement and the preaching of the everlasting gospel so look god has a remnant he's preparing the people for the coming of the lord and we're inviting everyone to join god's people in these last days to finish the work usher in the second coming of the lord jesus christ
0: amen out of the corner let's have a word of prayer now as we close our discussion this evening Mm.
2: once again father in heaven we thank you for the blessed privilege that we have to uh, come together and to meditate upon the word of the lord to understand the things that you have for us We ask, dear God, that you will come and take our hearts and transform us into the image of our blessed blessed Lord and Savior. So, Lord, once more, we ask that you will please protect us and keep us and help us to not only understand the truth, but more importantly, to follow. So keep us now, we pray. Bless those who have listened to the program and bring them back again next week. And that we may continue on with the series of the Remnant Church and Bible Prophecy. We thank you in the
0: name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Elder De Carlo. thank you once again for joining us on Voice of the Wilderness Internet Radio. Listeners, if you have any questions or if you would like more information, please send an email to inquiries at wildernesspublications.org or you can send a text message to 7944 62 If you live in the United Kingdom, please contact us with your name and address, and we will send you a free tract called The Two Families. If you have the Android app for Voice of the Wilderness Internet Radio, go to the e-book section, then find the title Bible Readings for the Home. At chapter 118, you will find the subject, The Two Families. This will give you more information about today's topic. You can also listen to and download our radio show podcasts at https colon forward slash, forward slash voice dash in, that's I N dash Z T H E dash wilderness dot podcast page dot I for India for Omega forward slash. If you would like to support Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, then please send your donations through our website at VITWradio.org. Click on the page called About Us. You can donate to us there. On next week's show, we will continue to discuss the subject, The Remnant Church. Well, that's it for tonight's show. Until next week, good night and God bless. Voice in the Wilderness, internet radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Dreaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the internet. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week.